Good morning and a warm welcome to today's podcast. This is the podcast for Wednesday the 17th of June and I'm delighted that you've chosen to tune in and join us. The next few weeks we're going to be looking at a series that I've given the title to of um, When You Don't Know What To Do. What to do is the is the kind of question. Sometimes in life we just don't know what to do, and we need to weigh up our options, and we need to consider what the the right uh, pathway is and the the right decision is. So that's what we're going to be thinking about the next few weeks. There are times in life when we don't know what to do. We find ourselves having to wait for direction. Um, from a point of view of faith, and particularly in light of the teaching of Jesus to follow him, we sometimes look to Jesus as a role model, as somebody who can help us with the questions of life. And I think it's fair to say that Jesus calls us back to basics. He calls us to immerse ourselves in him. He calls us to the table of grace, as someone once put it, um, and in him, to find lots of different things that can help us with the decision-making processes of life. He calls us, I think, into community with him, but also into the community of his wider church, starting off with that community of discipleship uh, that begins with the the Twelve and slowly grows um, after his death and resurrection and That community is something that we are called into. Perhaps we have a strong sense of the community of the church and the community that is the the spirit of the people around us, family and friends. And maybe we recognise that that's a place, that community, whatever it is, whether it's in the church or family or close friends, that we are drawn into at times of challenge Um, at times of questioning, at times when we ask the question, what do we do? And maybe in that community, that shared space of togetherness, we are given a clue what to do. Maybe some of you have been through times in life when it's been a struggle and with hindsight, you're able to look back at that period and realise it was through the help of other people, either directly or indirectly, because of the community that surrounded you in that moment, that you were able to find a way through. Sometimes these are crisis points, sometimes these are pretty major events in life. Other times we might just look back and recognise moments of difficulty, of challenge, um, that that, uh, in the community around us we found a way through. I was thinking about the work of the development campaign and for those of you who don't necessarily know the story we started looking at what we could do with the building of of Manifield in 2009 we recognized it was old-fashioned it it wasn't fit for purpose there wasn't a clear ability for sort of a flow of people through the building Uh, it wasn't that comfortable Um, and we wanted to look at ways to open out the building to the community around us to break down the walls uh, separating church and community. 
And we started in 2009 and let me tell you, it was a, a long, long process of planning, of preparation, of discussion, of meetings, of meetings, of more meetings. And of course, we then reached a point of time when we had a plan and uh, the fundraising began. And really the fundraising began in 2012 and given that the, the work didn't start, until uh, 2015, 2016, we recognised that raising the money was, uh, was well, it was a difficult uh, time. It was a time that had uh, peaks and troughs, moments when uh, we had sort of breakthrough months uh, at the beginning, when we kind of quite quickly got above a, a, a certain amount of money. And then the, the kind of income started to dry up. And that's when the work of the development committee really became crucial and important. And looking back at that time, and I know I've spoken to some of the people about this who were on the committee, they recognise now that it was the togetherness of the committee uh, and, and working alongside people who were, in a sense, going through a shared experience uh, that we, we managed to hold it together, to stick together through the through the difficult moments, um, through the moments when sort of one avenue uh, closed over to us and we had to kind of find a, a, another pathway that it was that community that spirit that helped us uh, get through and in 2016 with great relief we managed to move into to the building often we don't fully grasp how important community is community has been for us until much later on hindsight is a, a great thing so let me read a story of the gospel, and this one is familiar to us. It comes from the message, the message version, and it's from Luke's gospel, The Road to Emmaus. That same day, two of them were walking to the village Emmaus, about seven miles out of Jerusalem. They were deep in conversation, going over all these things that had happened. In the middle of their talk and questions, Jesus came up and walked along with them. But they were not able to recognise who he was. He asked, What's this you're discussing so intensely as you walk along? They just stood there, long-faced, like they'd lost their best friend. Then one of them, his name was Cleopas, said, Are you the only one in Jerusalem who hasn't heard what's happened during the last few days? He said, What has happened? They said, The things that happened to Jesus in Nazarene. He was a man of God, a prophet, dynamic in work and in word, blessed by both God and all people. Then our high priests and leaders betrayed him, got him sentenced to death and crucified him. And we had our hopes that he was the one, the one who was to deliver Israel. And it is now the third day since it happened. But now some of our women have completely confused us, for early this morning they were at the tomb and they couldn't find his body. They came back with a story that they'd seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of our friends went off to the tomb to check and found it empty, just as the women said, but there was no sign of Jesus. Then he said to them, so thick-headed, so slow-hearted, why can't you simply believe all that the prophet said? Don't you see that these things had to happen, that the Messiah had to suffer, and only then enter into his glory? Then he started at the beginning with the books of Moses, and went on through all the prophets, pointing out everything in scripture that referred to him. They came to the edge of the village where they were headed. He acted as if he were going on, but they pressed him, Stay, stay and have supper with us. It's nearly evening. The day is done. 
So he went in with them, and there is when it happened. He sat down at the table with them, taking the bread. He blessed and he broke it and he gave it to them. At that moment, open-eyed, wide-eyed, they recognised him, and then he disappeared. Back and forth they talked. Didn't we feel on fire as he conversed with us on the road, as he opened up the scriptures for us? Amen, and may God bless to us this reading of God's Word. Sometimes in that community moment, it's because of people directly showing us the way, directly communicating with us and, and telling us this is what we should do or why don't you try this, that, that helps us uh, work out what to do. Now, other times, it's people around us almost kind of referring back to us these questions in order that we, we actually kind of find out uh, what to do from within. It's not as direct as that other form, but with hindsight, we're able to look back and recognise it in that moment of, of community gathering. Somehow people helped us, their presence helped us discover the answer or the solution as to what to do. Do you know the often sort of spoken about moment of travelling in the car with family when the, the kids ask you, are you there yet? Now, as parents, we probably know the answer to that question, especially nowadays with uh, Google Maps and everything that kind of tells us you will arrive at your destination uh, at this hour and this minute and even at this second. Uh, so you kind of know uh, where you are on the road and how long it's going to take you to make the rest of the journey. Um, but uh, often when children ask the question, are we there yet? We don't tend to give them the specific answer to that question right away. We don't give them that answer instantly. And I often think that that's the way it is with the questions that sort of were asked during Jesus' time, questions that were asked of Jesus. And Jesus sometimes, often in fact, doesn't give a, a direct answer. Uh, he doesn't give the direct answer uh, about the questions we have about life's journey. Maybe you, maybe we, are searching for the answers to questions just now, the answers to things that are going on in our life. I often think when we do ask questions, it's not helpful for someone to, to say that, uh, oh, well, just turn to Jesus, you'll find the answer in him. I take exception, in fact, to people who sort of make such a, a throwaway um, assertion and too easily. We, we do need to work things out. We need to use our gifts, our talents. We need to use our intellect. We need to use everything that God has given us uh, for the journey we make in life to try and work things out. That's godly. That's 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 gospel. That's faith. Um, it, it's it, using what we have, what we've been given, is not sort of turning our back on on a direct approach to Jesus or to God, because everything we have, all the tools in our toolkit for working out the things of life, are given to us by God. There are central themes in Luke, and in fact, the, the follow up in Acts, that God's grace is for everyone that God works through the community of church, the community of church as we know it by that word, but also the community 
that is in that sense that the bond that connects us one person to another in family and in groups of friends. In verses 14 and 15 of that story of the road to Emmaus, the two disciples are walking, they're pondering the events surrounding Jesus' death. Suddenly Jesus appears and he walks alongside them. Now, of course, they don't recognise him, even when he begins to interpret the scriptures about himself. This interpretation, however, helps them understand the things that they could not understand before his death and before this conversation that they were having in community with each other. It seems that they had to wait for the right moment for it all to make sense. It's only when the disciples invite this mysterious man to sit down with them at table and enjoy fellowship with them that Jesus recites the same words that he used at the Last Supper and at that moment they recognise him. Communion was then taken and we know that that communion is something that we replicate today as we sit down at table with Jesus and share in communion. That that communion is another very special and unique form of of community. But it's the the kind of more broader idea of community that that really we're we're thinking about. Not talking about holy communion, that is a form of community. It's a, a, a fabulous, wonderful form of community. But there are other types of community that we have uh, with each other and that God breaks into and is part of as well. I'm talking about community with God, being in communion with him and with his son and with his spirit. Holy communion has been understood as a spiritual food for the journey of life. In this life, we are searching to find answers for questions. Jesus strengthens us during our challenges and our struggles, especially as we come together in community with each other. And in that community, know that we are in community at the same time with God. Just as Jesus shows up along the walk on the road to Emmaus, Jesus puts the right people into our path in life. Not always to give us the answers we want, not always to give us particularly direct answers to the specific questions we've got in life, but nonetheless giving us community to strengthen us along the journey that we make. Because sometimes in life we find ourselves in difficult places where we need some sort of answer to help us know which step to take. I want us today just to recognise that wonderful gift of community that God extends to us. Community being our closest family and loved ones, our wonderful friends, our friends within the church, the particular type of community that we call a church family. Think of the people in your life. Don't take that connection with others as something to be taken for granted. It's God-given. 
Keep your eyes open. God is speaking to us through the everyday things and the everyday people of our life. Seeing Jesus in the moment includes recognising God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, in the community of family and friends and all the people who support us in life. And remember too that we're not the only ones looking for answers. There are people around us, there are people within our specific communities that are searching for answers too. Maybe we can help them find the answers because God uses us in that moment of community to reveal something to them. We all have Emmaus moments. We can all be on that journey where we are the folks wandering along life, slightly confused, slightly anxious, lost, and we find in community somebody who helps us, people who help us to work our way forward. Or we can be the people who, in journeying with others, help them in their time of challenge. We are both helped by God in those moments and we are the helpers for others. Thanks be to God then for the communities that we are part of, the close communities of family and friends of church, and recognise the support and help and encouragement and the comfort and the strength that comes from them to us in the challenges of life. Let's finish off our time together with prayer. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, we today recognise how important it is for us to be part of community. We think of the family we belong to, we think of the group of friends that we have in life, we think of our church family, and we recognise that in the past and in the present, we receive a tremendous support and encouragement from the people that we are brought close to in life. As we wander along, sometimes like those travellers on the road to Emmaus, we discover that sometimes there are no clear answers. We ask the question, what, what to do? What are we to do in our life's journey? Help us recognise that you provide so many signposts to us in life. And today, especially, we remember the people that you give us who are part of our community, that closeness, that togetherness, of the people beside us from whom we receive support and guidance. And Lord, remind us also that you call us to be the support to other travellers along the road. For it's a two-way process, this community. We are both helped and we are the helpers for others. Lord, we pray for those continuing to struggle through the time of COVID-19 and we ask that they are supported and surrounded by their own particular communities from whom they receive love and support. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Next week we will both have a podcast version of the reflection and 
We will also be on Zoom at 10.30 next Wednesday. But for now, have a great rest of the week and God bless you all. Amen.